Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishment, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello everybody, welcome back to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for But we're bringing it to you anyway I am your host, Dylan Reed Miller And I'm your guest, Spencer Sames For those of you following along at home uh, Episode 23 means that it is minute 2201 to minute 23 And this minute, it's a very self-contained minute It's like a whole scene, just one minute Yeah, it's a very bland it's, it's just interesting to me when the when the minutes line up so exactly with scenes that happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like as if it was planned uh, ahead of time dressed for this podcast. This scene is Trent and his mother having a little heart-to-heart. Trent is making offense, I guess? Yeah, and it's shot kind of weird. It's shot like a horror movie, like a very predatory oh, yeah. angle. Like if, if they change the music to horror music like, or like through the trees you know yeah like it's jason or uh, or like hannibal lecter's lurking in the woods peeping on kids yeah someone's spying on him i don't know what he's doing to the fence well there's a drill noise so i guess he's drilling something into it drilling holes in his fence okay stop being such a delinquent bro no wonder your sister doesn't like you she wants to go to business college <laughs> Uh, the mom comes out and wants to have a little chat with him about whether or not he actually thinks he's useless. Yeah, it's uh, kind of weirdly sweet a little bit. I know. I'd say this is one of the few points of the movie where I honestly feel like I can understand what a character is going through, I guess. Is he supposed to be high school age? I think so, because aren't he and his sister twins and she's trying to go to college? Uh, Yeah, and there's a line like, quit, quit bothering mom about business school. Yeah, exactly. So I guess he's supposed to be high school age but i feel like it's kind of i don't know about a universal truth but i feel like a lot of people when we when we were that age or like in college that kind of young adult life is very much a point of your life when you don't know what your your strengths are really or what you have to offer and what you want to do yeah it's like he's just trying to learn who he is as a as a person and i think it's it's very good that his mother is supporting him even though she isn't supporting her daughter i don't know why she's so um she's got such a duplicitous nature towards her children but um well society dictates the sons are more important that is true. That is true. I disagree, uh, but... I mean, I would also like to disagree with the idea that men are in any way more important, but... Yeah, we're equal. Regardless of the social politics of this scene, um, it, yeah, it honestly is very nice. The The mom tells him he's a wonderful son and that he should, you know, that he should pursue what he wants to pursue when he figures it out, pretty much. He can do whatever he wants. Yep. <laughs> it's really not that interesting. <laughs> There's not much else to talk about. I th- yeah, this is honestly because it's one of the most 
most earnest moments. There's very little to say about it. I do think it's super weird that the job that he was considering going for is an internship at a toy company? Like, is that just a thing? I've never heard of it. I mean, if I was in his place, I would take the internship just, you know, you have a good story at least. Yeah, but like, what is he going to do at a toy company? Is he in design? Is he like building them? Clearly he's handy if he's drilling holes in a fence, although we don't know why he's doing that. But anyway, it's super undescriptive. Just like the movie. <laughs> is he going to work for Santa? I mean... Uh, who knows, ma'am? He, he posits that he has no imagination. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I feel like his storyline felt like the most like the most real one because like the Chris being in love with the girl I don't really buy it. I don't think any of us did. And the and the sister who's a apparently a computer genius is kind of I don't know that just felt a little far fetched. But Trent being like all sad about not knowing what to do his life felt real and actually kind of touching a little bit. I'd say his and uh, Phil the dad because I think midlife crises are a thing that lots of people can understand, you know. I'd say late life, late life crises for Phil. A post-career crisis. How's that? That's good. And the mom's conflict is cheese puffs. So there's not really a lot of reality to that one either. It's very interesting. It is odd that the arguably least important character has the storyline that we have connected with the most. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't do anything relevant, really. He teaches um, Chris how to swim. Oh, yeah, that, all right. In that weirdly erotic scene. <laughs> we'll get there. All he kind of does is go to his sister and mope around. Like what most teenagers do. I finished the movie, and uh, I, I'm still trying to figure out what to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made it all the way through. I think we're all still trying to figure out how to deal with it. I think, in general, this podcast is very much a, like a, a recovery space for those of us who have encountered a talking cat. A support group of sorts. The music wasn't horny. Yeah, the music was sort of normal. Not interesting, but sort of normal. It felt like a, like a 90s era kids movie kind of, kind of soundtrack. Like a really bad uh, Home Alone sequel. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say, I had one other thought. Well, two other thoughts. First of all, when she walks away, it honestly looks to me like Trent checks her out, which is super awkward. <laughs> Did you notice that too? Uh, no, because like the earnestness of the scene kind of never made me not think of it that, that way. He could just be looking at the ground but his eyes like flick up and down a couple of times i'm like i don't i mean she wasn't meatballs though i'm just like dude that's your mom i'm very uncomfortable with this checking out of her and then he just turns back and goes back to drilling the fence again i guess it was... the fence is already put together <laughs> what is he drilling more more screws into it i don't know but the board's not detached why would you need another screw oh my god i don't know why this is getting to me so much right now it's just bugging me. Like the 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 main thing in that scene that bothered me was the mom's glasses. I noticed, and I don't think she ever. I don't think she ever wears them. Oh yeah, she doesn't, does she? Are they always this on her head? That's this, that's a weird little affect. Are they reading glasses? My dad needs reading glasses. It's possible, I guess. Does he wear them all the time to look cool? No, he does not. She has them on her head in other scenes, I think, but they're never on her face. Yep. That is weird. I I didn't notice that before, actually. Or I noticed them, but I didn't think of anything 
anything of it. Uh, also, this time I noticed the Trent looks like the Twilight dude, not the not the vampire one, the other one. Oh, he looks like uh, Jacob the werewolf. Yeah. What's his name? Didn't he also play Shark Boy? That guy. Uh, yeah, apparently. Uh, Taylor Lautner is his name. Trent kind of looks like him, I guess. His eyes don't squint as much, and he doesn't have as weird a neck. But other than that, I can see where you're getting it. I think what bugs me about him doing the fence mm-hmm. is that it just contributes so much more to the creepy checking out moment because it doesn't seem like he's actually have any purpose to do that. So it's very much like a porn setup. Like I'm just here screwing this fence. I wish I was screwing you. Like, like he's a young, hot uh, repairman who's coming in when when the husband's not home. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what's bugging me about this fence because I can't think of another reason besides basic logic saying, why the hell is he fucking screwing that fence? Well, because the director is, is used to making porn so he can't break back, can't break habits. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think that's um, I think that's the end of our minute. I think that's all that I have to say about it. Um, do you have any closing thoughts on this uneventful minute? I ho- I hope the next minute I get is more eventful because I got stuck with two really boring ones. Thanks for being back for this one too. No, you're welcome. Thank you all very much for listening to this episode of A Talking Cast. If you enjoyed it and you want to stay up to date with our future episodes, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash A Talking Cast or Follow us on Twitter at A Talking Cast. See you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Later. Minute by minute. That's so they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. A Talking Cast is about to begin. That was episode 23 of A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. Your host was Dylan Reed Miller with guest host Spencer Seams. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kovaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. Rest in peace, Abby Randazzo.